UFC 249 is in the bag. And before we unpack this here, firstly, a big thank you to all of the athletes, promoters, Dana, etc. For coming back, it's been a uh, testing and trying time. And without any sports entertainment on this year, especially in the realms of combat sport, it's been very trying. And I know there's been lots of concerns. The um, the media have been on some wild stuff. Um, you know, asking some some legitimate questions, but at the same time, not. Should have been Tony versus Khabib, but you know, everything surrounded all that. He's stuck in Russia. And Made it an interim fight with Gaethje and all that. So outside of all that, you know, we finally have the event. Jacques Ray obviously was taken off the team because he got tested positive for the COVID. Some and two of his um, his corner men were tested as well, positive. So it shows that it, you know, that they've clearly got a system in place and it works. You know, was he said 11, Dana said 1,100 tests were done. And, you know, out, out of those tests, we've had some positives, as you would expect to have that number. So that's no big surprise. Um, I think what's going to be telling is what happens after. Because I think people are getting secondary tests, etc., etc., um, and there's clearly more events to come, one on Wednesday and then another one on Saturday, so, you know, it's getting kind of back to some form of normality of sorts. Oh, and of course, I, I can't forget the old Fight Island talk, that's still, you know, that's still in progress, and that's supposed to be potentially completed by early or mid-June or something like that, so, you know, there's some options, especially obviously for the international fighters, etc. So watch this space. Let's see what happens. So it went down. It finally went down. Jacksonville, Florida, 249. Let's unpack this here. So firstly, uh, I think it was a pretty well put together card based upon the circumstances and the lack of full training um, opportunities for all the fighters. I am very disappointed with the uh, the judging, especially the co-main events. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess some, you know, some people are going to say, yeah, it wasn't a bad stoppage, etc. But if he's making his way to his feet, for flip's sake, well, why aren't we stopping the thing for, man? This is for the strap, isn't it? And I'm sure before all the fights... The fighters talk to the referees and say, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. And clearly, the referee is in there for fighter safety. So it is a very fine line. But that was an early stoppage. That could have went on. So, Mr. Thug Nasty, I'm sure he's the one who uh, kicked off the the, the, uh, the events. Brian Mitchell versus uh, Rosa. I can't remember his first name. But that was just total dominance. 
depending on who you, you know what kind of if it's a casual I don't know but that was a very interesting strategic and also very dominant performance by um, Brian Bryce sorry Mitchell in my opinion I can't remember what scorecards were I think they were pretty close to 10-8 rounds all the way first round I counted at least three submissions attempts I should say um head and arm trokes and I think one twister attempt second round uh, I think there was two submission attempts one being a twister again and then third round (laughs) very first takedown into position for a third twister attempt he kept on going for it Uh, Rosa was tough man he toughed it out it was not a back and forth it was just a dominant performance from um, from Bryce, so it'll be interesting to see the step up in competition and what he's got next. I think we don't want to throw him to the wolves, nothing like that. So you know, we can take our time, you know, and slowly build this guy up, and then you know, maybe two, three fights potentially. Then he can go, and we could do that at clash. Um, Ryan Hall versus Dog Nasty. That would be um, that would be pretty cool to see. And as a result of that dominant performance, Dana said he's going to get those um, those camo shorts via Reebok. So that was cool. He's been hollering about that for ages. Nico Price versus Luke. That was a banger. Um, I'm not too sure if that got uh, uh, fight at night or whatever the hell they do these days. Um, but that was a that was a good entertaining fight back and forth third round TKO stoppage based upon the cuts over the eye of Nico but ultimately uh, Luke was a lot more of a technical fighter striker um, crisper cleaner with the with the punches and he put in that work man he definitely put in that work he deserved that that victory um Obviously, Price was um, Nico wasn't very happy. He wanted to carry on, but he's Joe overall. Um, they were going for it straight away, and I forgot to mention, but obviously because there was no crowd and stuff, you could hear everything. You could hear everything, especially the breathing as well. That was um, it, it was very different. Not a very different, but it was a different experience, most definitely. Carla Esparza aka the Cookie Monster took on Michelle Waters and the Karate Hattie both former Invicta champions Cookie Monster was the inaugural UFC champion so she's got one up um, very boring fight it was like there was sparring in essence so I was quite disappointed but you know based upon the circumstances you can kind of understands no crowd etc to get that energy off etc and also you know we are in a global flipping quote-unquote pandemic and all that so I think that played a part in their um, lackluster performance um, overall though I think you know, I think most people I think even Rogan and all them agreed that Michelle Waters won that fight so that was another terrible uh, or one of the first terrible decisions to uh, take place on that fight. There wasn't really much 
that really took part, took, took place. It was, as I say, it was quite a, a sparring kind of match when nothing spectacular happened. So we swiftly move on to uh, Alexei Olenek versus Fabricio Vadum, who's coming off a, a long layoff due to the drugs and all that. I think it's a TRT that he was on. And he didn't look good at all, Vadum, in comparison to, you know, being former UFC heavyweight champion and stuff. He Physically, he looked, he looked like an old man. You know, he didn't like a professional athlete, physique-wise. And his performance, he's, you know, I guess you can put some of it down to ring rust, but he just didn't look, you know, he got better throughout, you know, except for his second round, he started to pick it up and stuff. But because that was due to Olenek sort of gassing himself out, <laughs> like striking, basically, for the whole round, he was mobbing. He was, yeah, I would put it that, I'd, I'd give Olenek t- a 10-8 for the first first round um, yeah disappointed disappointed uh, Vadum as I say maybe that'll ring rust so let's see what happens on his uh, on his second fight if that takes place um, but if we have another performance like that he just needs to um, needs to hang up and maybe just keep on doing the um, you know jujitsu stuff and all that yeah yeah no so then we have the main event for the prelims, which is um, Showtime Anthony Pettis taking on Cowboy. Um, Pettis won the first round, first fight by uh, TKO, I think it was. Or, or was it classed as a TKO or a knockout? He got kicked to the ribs basically. Two body shots and stuff, and he just went down. Couldn't get any air into his um, diaphragm, etc. So. That was the first round stoppage for Pettis. So this was part two. Interesting back and forth. Um, some people say Cowboy won that. It was definitely a close and even fight. I personally thought Pettis did enough to win and he did actually win. Um, definitely, I think there's grounds for a part three to, to see if we can make this definitive and make it more of a defensive victory but it was a competitive back and forth we're just looking at it you can see you know the years are taking a toll on both athletes um you know they are coming up there in in uh, mileage in regards to fights and fight time etc so you know again it was a good fight let's see where they um what their next fight's going to be. I mean, I'd like to see Pettis take on um, Diaz again, personally. Um, you know, that last... His last meeting wasn't the best performance, in my opinion. So, you know, that would be good to see. Or even um, Cowboy. You know, that'd be pretty cool as well. Yeah, man, Cowboy should take on... Uh, Nate, yeah, that that would be um, yeah, man, that would be cool, because then they could all share in essence. Greg Hardy won against um, Jorgen De Castro. Uh, they they were <laughs> Jorgen was going for it, went all went the distance, leg kicks etc. Interesting fight still, interesting fight. Um, 
taking his time and Greg's doing his thing saying he wants to fight six times in a year so he's looking to jump on on the next cards or whatever you know good it's good to see that kind of um, spirit and wanting to be active rather than fighting once a year and all those kind of stupid things um, obviously unless you were injured and all that kind of stuff but then we've got um, interesting to see who they um the line him up with next because he's you know as he's as he said he's down like he's not injured he wants to be active he wants to you know step his game up get some more ring time so it'll be interesting to see who's next opponent will be Jeremy Stevens aka the heathen or the little heathen Calvin Kator or Kata or however they pronounce it second round KO he was competitive um, Jeremy was just trying to maul you know that's his style in essence and Calvin's a, a lot more of a technical striker um, he's an excellent stepping elbow to the mouth and some hooks Jeremy went down some punches elbows bust him up bust him open even and that's it that's all she wrote man he was dazed he was perfect timing perfect timing with the elbow into the mouth so yeah very interesting to see what happens with Calvin who to match him up with next um, you know personally I think they should have rematched um, Zabit I mean, that was, that was a three round that should have been a five round if it was a five round Calvin would have got that um, I don't think Sabit wants that again but you'd be interested I think they should do that uh, Yair Rodriguez there's, there's quite a few names in the hammer um, but we'll see we'll see what the matchmakers do Francis Ngannou uh, Jairzinho Rose and Strike um <clears throat> 20 seconds, that's all he took. 20 seconds. Very messy, though. Very messy from Francis. Um, he's not the best striker, I wouldn't say. He's effective, but that, he had his chin up all in the air, swinging and stuff. And Sarzinho, that's it, that's it. Got my teeth back in. Um, he just got mobbed. He, got, he took uh, an extra three, I think it was three extra blows while he was, like out on the fence the poor little ref couldn't get in there quick enough but um you know he's, he, he, he had the heart man he called out the, um, the predator and yeah he got his first zero he got his first loss now to his um to his record he can bounce back though man he's got potential he's definitely got potential but as we know the heavyweight division's all it's messed up at the moment messed up at the moment because we've got a, a heavyweight champion in Stipe Miocic who is um, a full-time firefighter that's something you know and in the current status of what's going on globally you can't expect him to try and f train for some you know in these conditions for you know a fight against DC so we're going to see we're going to see how it all plays out but it's definitely a mess he's, he's the number one contender he needs to um, his next fight really should be for the strap 
Henry Cejudo, co-main event, Triple C, uh, Dominic Cruz. Uh, what do we say? It was competitive to a point. It was quite competitive. I think Henry had the had the uh, the first round 100%. He was chopping them legs and stuff. Um, caught him with that knee. Caught him with that knee. Flush. Dominic went down, uh, and the ref, that little ref, Peterson is his name, was doing his job, but I think he stopped that shit way too early, man. Four minutes, 58 seconds, round two, early stoppage, and then straight after, my man gets onto the thing and says, yo, me done. <laughs> I'm retiring. Which, um, from what it seems, potentially this could be some sort of um, ploy to get some more money, you know. Because you know, let's just face it: uh, you, uh, MMA fighters don't get paid a lot of money, whether they're champions, especially if they're not a champion. So, I th- uh, trust. Uh, I think this is a marketing thing, you know, a negotiation tool, I should say. Uh, but if not, you know, he um, he did it his way, man. He ended up on um, he ended it on his terms as a champion. So I think that's a good thing still. But poor old Dom, man, he was upset. He was upset. He weren't happy. I wasn't happy. I don't think anyone was happy about that. that to stop it like that. Could let that go. Could let that go. He wasn't like he was totally out, and he was taking blows and wasn't doing nothing. Man was getting to his feet, and the ref jumped in and said, "Nah, nah, nah, you've had enough. You've had enough, kid." <laughs> That's kind of messed up, man. That's messed up. Um, it's not like he got dropped multiple times in the short period they were fighting. Um, strange. It was strange. What's next? Uh, I think. I mean, it hasn't been done in a while, but they should do a proper tournament and just get Aljo in there, Peter Yarn, whatever his name is, um, Cruz, if he still wants to do the fizzle, and um, who else? Benavides, maybe? Oh, no, um, wait, no, not even Benavides, what's his name? Um, Juice, Juice, yeah, Formiga, whatever his name. Get him in there, do, do the little tournament thing. Crown a new champion and do it for the other division as well. Simple thing, you know. Uh, main event time. Everybody was looking forward to this, man. It's Tony time, man. Shades and Blades. And it was a tough one to watch, man. It was a very tough one to watch. Never seen Tony looking how he looked, number one. Whether it was no crowd, whether it was the weight cut from before, Tony didn't fight how he normally fought. That long teep kick that he normally does, he must have threw that maybe four or five times in the whole of the damn 25, well, he didn't last 25 minutes, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, man, it it was strange. It was strange. He, he was definitely trying. <laughs> it wasn't like a Tyrone Woodley situation 
he was just flipping out. I don't know what he was doing, but yeah, man, that wasn't Tony, man. That was not Tony out there. And Justin did his diesel. He was mobbing. Um, very calculated, very controlled. Um, and with that performance, with that performance, uh, I do see him beating Khabib. Now, the Tony and Khabib thing needs to happen anyway. Now, <laughs> let's just let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Who is the manager of Justin Gaethje? Is it is his name Ali? Ali Abdaziz or whatever his name is. Ali, basically. That's that's the dude, right? And he also manages Khabib, right? Okay. And Khabib didn't fight Tony for the fifth time because he went to Russia and Dana said that he made, you know, he was part of making that decision as well. You, you can't just blame Khabib on his team and blah, blah, blah. And Tony ain't got no fight now. You've been training for how damn long to, to you know, it's the fifth camp. <laughs> the fifth camp? I mean, I don't... I said, how many times have I said this? Why didn't they do that fight instead of the Connor fight? They should have been Khabib and, and Tony Ferguson headlining that, 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 that first event. And it should have been done. Tony would have been the champion and he would have defended it. Now, potentially, or whenever. That was just, that was stupid, man. I don't know why they waited flipping months and months and months from when they announced it. It was stupid, man. It was absolutely stupid, dude. This thing should have been done already. But yeah, you know, we're here now, 2020, you know. We got all these things happening behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And we got ourselves a new Incham champion, um, Justin Gaethje. Excellent performance. Trevor Whitman did an excellent job in the corner. And, you know, Khabib saying he's ready in May. What's next for Tony? Well, what's next for Tony is he's the people's champ. It's Tony time. Every day, all day, unfortunately. On this particular day, it was um, Justin's time. But there's plenty of opportunities uh, fight-wise. All he needs is one more fight, and he should be back into contendership. Now, Dustin Poirier, he's perfect. So that, that damn didn't fought yet. So, and he just fought Khabib. Yeah. So. You know, technically, he was like, what, three or something like that? You know, whatever. Dustin Poirier, Al Kukui, let's get it popping. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Ferguson's number one, Poirier two, McGregor is three. Justin, I don't know why they haven't updated the damn website yet, but Justin's clearly the interim champ now, so he's number one. So... Tony's two, Poirier three, 
and I don't know, I don't even understand why McGregor would even still be up there, but he's going to be four, and then Hooker, yeah. I mean, Hooker versus Tony, I don't think he's a, it'd be interesting, but I don't think he's a big enough name. Um, Tony versus McNuggets, aka Conor McGregor. There's some history there. He's been calling him out for some time. Um, that could work. I don't. Uh, Tony on game on point. Conor's only got a punches chance, and as you can see, Tony can take the punches. So, um, yeah, man, that's what he needs to do. Poirier or McGregor next fight for Tony whoever wins that then um, fights whoever wins out of Khabib and Gaethje that's the that's how the lightweight division landscape should look moving forward it's going to be a tough fight for um, for Khabib unless he can just, in, in, just keep on imposing his will with the, with the, uh, the takedowns and stuff Justin's got good defense, takedown defense, and he's a, a, a wrestler himself. Haven't seen much of it because that's not his style, that's not what he brings. But it's going to be interesting. It was um, just to bring go back to the actual fight itself. It was just horrible to see Tony just getting dismantled like that. Never seen it in all of the fights, even when he was fighting at 170 in the Ultimate Fighter. Never seen. Even the Michael Johnson thing, that was just competitive. That was just a point thing. Um, yeah. Trustfully, Tony is well. He's going to get back on the focus, back on game. And the people's champ will be, you know, you'll have that new, that new style belt to add to his, um, the original one. Trustfully, by the end of the year, you know, so yeah, it was a tough one to watch, man. Definitely a tough one to watch. Looking forward to Wednesday and Saturday's events. Not as stacked as these, but there are more to be added to the events. I mean, there's talks about Gilbert Burns and Woodley being um, a potential headliner or something. That's going to be interesting. Um, and what's going to happen with um, with Leon Edwards? Because <laughs> it's easy. Woodley didn't want to fight him, and we know if Leon would have fought Woodley, he would have beat Woodley um, decisively, I would say, and he would have been moving on next. So trust Lee Dane is going to have something nice for him because he's number four. You know, there's not really. There's not really much. Colby Covington. Give him Colby Covington. That, that, I think that's the only way I can see it work. Because if, if, if Tyron's going to fight Gilbert Burns, you know, the, the, Leon can't be fighting flipping Stephen Thompson and stuff, man. He's ranked be, below him. And, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And yeah, we'll see. Thanks to the fighters, thanks to everyone involved. It's definitely tricky, uh, but we definitely need to move forward, man. Stay safe, stay diligent. We'll be back.